Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Sans Pants Radio. Australia's most family-friendly podcast network. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello fighters. Welcome to News Fighters for today, February the 2nd, 2020. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. Coming up on today's show, we've got the latest from the front line of the Australia Day culture wars. And joining me for a chat is a guy you might know, as I've been his longtime sidekick DJ, Hobo Paul Schaefer. It's the host of A Rational Fear, Dan Illick. I'm really excited that Rational Fear might be a super spreader event. <laughs> That's what I'm most excited about. Okay, first up the headlines and over in WAH. Oh, sorry, over in WA. Perth heading into a five-day lockdown after a hotel quarantine security guard tests positive to COVID-19. Western Australia had gone nearly 10 months without recording a local virus case. Yes, Perth has got the sickness and they're going into lockdown. But why so suddenly? Well, it turns out they haven't been following the hotel quarantine protocols over there. During the announcement here in WA, Mark McGowan did face one big question. Why wasn't the security guard tested daily? A protocol, we understand, was agreed upon at National Cabinet earlier this month. We're also learning that the security guard was an Uber driver. Yes, it turns out WA still wasn't testing their hotel quarantine workers daily. And unlike in other states where the hotel quarantine workers are paid a full-time living wage, this guy was allowed to take on a second job as a rideshare driver. Yes, I've said it so many times on the show now, I think I'm going to have to get it printed on a t-shirt. Insecure work is going to kill us all. Well, at least the one good thing to come out of this is that we'll no longer have to put up with the endless berating from West Australian Premier Mark McGowan for our handling of COVID. Uh, I just urge the New South Wales government and people in New South Wales are to look outside of New South Wales of what other states and territories are doing. I just urge New South Wales, have a look at what Western Australia has done. Uh, We've got the right model when it comes to these sorts of things. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) You really don't. 
the WA authorities also had this to say about the infected worker. Uh, we know he didn't expose himself unnecessarily. And thank God. I mean, it's bad enough he's got COVID. He doesn't have to go around flashing himself everywhere like a Uber driving hotel quarantine working Harvey Weinstein. Moving on in federal politics. Liberal MP Kevin Andrews has become the first federal Liberal in 30 years to be unseated in a party pre-selection in Victoria. Yes, Liberal MP Kevin Andrews, who you probably don't remember, bizarrely tried to go for the Liberal leadership in 2009 and 2016, has lost his own seat in a pre-selection battle. Now, don't feel bad if you don't remember him. I mean, he couldn't even remember who the deputy leader of his own party was. I believe that the team of Tony Abbott and Julie Gillard is the best leadership team for the Liberal Party. But most famously, during the marriage equality debate, Andrews famously compared gay relationships to cycling. I have an affectionate relationship uh, with my cycling mates who we go cycling on the weekends, but that's not marriage. Thanks, Kevin. Literally nobody was lobbying to be able to marry their cycling mates. So I'm surprised we didn't wind up with another $120 million plebiscite, thanks to your remarks there. Oh, hey, and uh, I was at the gym on the weekend, and and, and yes, I know, I know you can tell, uh, and I saw this out of the corner of my eye on the ABC. Since 1959... The ABC has invited a prominent Australian to share their views on the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead for our country. This year's Boyer Lecturer is leading Australian businessman, Dr Andrew Forrest. Wait, what? The ABC board invited Andrew Twiggy Forrest, the anti-mining tax, pro-cashless welfare card, dig everything out of the ground and sell it to China, billionaire mining magnate, to deliver this year's Boyer Lecture? Well, I guess I now know why the ABC didn't want to pick up news fighters. I'm just not enough of a billionaire mining magnate for them, even though I did dig a fence post hole once. Oh, hey, and uh, Gina Reinhardt, if you're listening, uh, give me a call. I think, uh, think I've got an idea for a podcast pilot you might be interested in. Well, anyways, look, let's be open-minded. Let's give Twiggy Forrest the benefit of the doubt and hear what he had to say in his first Boyer Lecture. One of my favourite songs is Tom Petty's Running Down a Dream. In the song... He's chasing a dream that won't happen unless he pursues it wherever it leads. It's a song that makes you feel like anything is possible. We've played it every time our plane took off on our recent five-month journey around the world. Well, that was predictable. Of course, if you give any boomer a microphone, they'll just start bragging about all the travel they've done recently, uh, even at the height of the COVID pandemic, mind you. Uh, And then they'll just start reciting lyrics from a boomer rock song by Travelling Wilbury. Well, at least he didn't just stand on stage and recite financial credentials of his company like it was some kind of advertisement. I think the real climate challenger could be Fortescue. It has a market capitalization of less than $60 billion. But it made a net profit after tax of over 940 million US dollars just last month. With it handing over free advertising airtime to billionaire mining executives while simultaneously axing anything resembling biting political satire or or youth programming. I have to say the ABC board is certainly, in my opinion, running down a dream. Okay, on to Australia Day now, and uh, my highlight of the day was this badly timed live cross 
to an ABC reporter, which occurred right during the minute of silence at an Invasion Day rally. Reporter Edith Bevan is at a demonstration in Hobart and joins us now. Behind me now, they're engaged in a minute's silence. Well, it's interesting here that of the sort of 700 people or so, of the 700 people or so who have turned out today, uh, there's a range of people here from the very young to the very old, from all sorts of from all sorts of backgrounds. So it's, it's interesting that um, Edith, I think with what's going on there, which we can see clearly, we'll believe that he's reporting that from Hobart. We'll perhaps go back to. Edith, when that minute silence has uh, been completed. Also right on cue, we had the annual brouhaha over the Australia Day honours list. And boy, this year they really were courting controversy. Well, the news broke today that Australian tennis legend Margaret Court will receive the highest Australia Day honour next week. The move has sparked outrage, however, because of Mrs Court's uncompromising religious views, particularly regarding the LGBTQI community. And the past has labelled transgender children the work of the devil, has opposed gay people being parents, and has fought against marriage equality in Australia. Even that LGBT in the schools, it's of the devil, it's not of God. Okay, some quite hurtful and hate-filled words there. So, how does Margaret Court defend herself? Today, the 78-year-old said her critics needed to move on. And I teach the Bible, uh, what God says in the Bible. Which reminds me of a famous saying from the Bible that Margaret Court herself might want to follow. Um, Render unto Caesar any dodgy awards mistakenly given out to hurtful homophobes. Meanwhile, it was also Australia Day in the UK. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has wished Australians a happy Australia Day, promising to raise a tinny to his Commonwealth kin. Let's take a moment to celebrate the lucky country and raise a tinny to Australia. Hmm, I'm not quite sure how Boris Johnson will even be able to hold a tinny, what with all the blood on his hands. The UK is feeling the full effects, marking 100,000 deaths from the virus. The Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, says he takes full responsibility for the UK's disastrous toll. Uh, as Prime Minister, I take full responsibility for everything that the government uh, has done. Now on to Australia Day sport. Uh, sorry, January 26th sport. Cricket officials will reportedly refer to next Tuesday's Big Bash lineup as January 26th rather than Australia Day. Well, I'm in favour of this, but I'm a, a bit worried it could get a bit confusing uh, in the year 2025 when uh, January 26th is a Sunday. So uh, January 27 will be the Australia Day public holiday. It could lead to conversations uh, like this. Hello, Ticketmaster. Can I get two tickets to the 2025-2020 January 26th match on January 27? Thanks. Hello? Yes, and right on cue, Prime Minister Scott Morrison was outraged that Cricket Australia dare refer to the 26th of January as January 26. The Prime Minister has slammed Cricket Australia over its decision to drop any reference to Australia Day from promotions for big bash matches on January 26. Cricket Australia made the call to promote inclusivity following consultation with Indigenous leaders. Well, I know, it's it's very hard to believe the, the guy who ordered the removal of a gender-inclusive bathroom sign is against inclusion. It's just political correctness over the top. So what, the signs are going to go? Scott Morrison also offered this bizarre insight when asked about the Crete Australia decision. You know, when those 12 ships turned up in Sydney all those years ago, it wasn't a particularly flash day for the people on, on, on those vessels either. And I think what that day to this 
demonstrates is how far we've come as a country. And I think that's why it's important that we mark it in that way. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I get the feeling uh, if Scott Morrison was watching the 90s movie Mars Attacks, he'd probably be barracking for the Martian invaders blowing up the planet Earth. And then he'd say, oh, 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 it wasn't a particularly flash day for extraterrestrials either. And also, it turns out, this Australia Day will go down as a truly historical one. Because this is the first year we sang one word differently in the National Anthem. The lyrics of the National Anthem have been altered to recognise our Indigenous history. From today, the second line of Advance Australia Fair will change from For We Are Young and Free to For We Are One and Free. A small change, Scott Morrison says, is for all Australians, recognising the history of our Indigenous people, as well as being a country growing through migration. The PM has also highlighted the unity of Australians through the COVID crisis as being another reason for the new lyric. Yes, thanks, ScoMo. But if we truly were changing the anthem to reflect Australians during the COVID crisis then surely the new words would have to be, get your hands off my toilet paper or I'll punch you in the face. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese wasn't impressed. Labor says today's lyric change is welcome, but it doesn't close gaps on Indigenous health and education. It wants a voice enshrined in the Constitution. How about two words? Constitutional recognition. Uh, I don't think that'll fit, Albo. Constitutional recognition. Meanwhile, Queensland MP and crocodile enthusiast Bob Catter wanted to get rid of a different word from the national anthem, girt. And, uh, you know, girt by sea. Well, I, I just always sing it built by God instead <laughs> of girt by sea. Girt by sea. What the hell does that mean? Um, that's stupidity. But, Bob, if we get rid of the word girt, then Australia will no longer have the girtiest national anthem in the world. Think about what you're trying to do here. Anyways, I'm not going to spend any more time on it, because it turns out that the driving force behind the anthem change was the New South Wales Premier, Gladys Berejiklian. The change, recommended by the Prime Minister and ticked off by the Governor-General, was pushed for by the New South Wales Premier. I'm incredibly proud of that change. Of course Gladys wanted the word young stripped from the national anthem. She wasn't just content locking young people out of nightclubs and pubs in Sydney. No, no, no. She also wanted them locked out of our national song. But look, the, the one good thing about Gladys pushing for this instead of a Labor premier like a dictator Dan was it meant uh, Sky News was on board. If dropping young for one makes a lot of people feel included in the national tune, great. If that makes it more inclusive, Andrew, and more people grow to sing it and love it, then I am all for it. And I have no problem with changing the wording to one if that will unite our nation. As a conservative person, sensible incremental change um, that reflects the importance of our culture and institutions in bringing us together as one for the long term, for the, the project that is building a strong Australia that is united and prosperous, this is a sensible but important thing to do. Yes, Conservatives are all for minor incremental and inclusive change provided it's one word in a song and not one date on a calendar. But look, one thing I love about watching Sky News this time of year is that without even noticing it, when they're trying to wage their culture war on the left, they actually wind up agreeing with them on a, on a lot of the, the issues they're fighting for. In fact, here's some examples in a new segment I've called... Accidentally. 
left wing Sky News. Yes, and first on accidentally left wing Sky News, here's Sky News commentator Michael McLaren agreeing with the left that more substantive things need to be done for Indigenous people. I'm always a bit sceptical when I see the political class front the lecterns and get busy on the symbolic rather than duckling down to do with the substantive. Oh, and what's that about changing the date, Chris Smith? But do we shift this patriotic flag-waving barbecue-dominated celebration to the day we federated, January the 1st? And then on January the 26th, the invasion mob can have the day all to themselves. And they'd probably rename the day. I noticed the term survival day has started to creep in. Yes, Chris Smith there, starting to understand why people want to change the date. Because many see it as a day of mourning and not a day to party and wave flags. He's finally getting it. And here's uh, Sky News host Peter Stefanovic getting Liberal Queensland Senator Matt Canavan to agree that more needs to be done about closing the gap and stopping Indigenous deaths in custody. We're one of the most prosperous, free, lucky countries in the world. Yeah, but, but not, I mean, not prosperous for, for those remote communities where life expectancy is low and deaths in custody is high. I mean, they are the issues that we need to tackle, right? Absolutely. Yes, and then Matt Canavan even began to understand what change the daters are fighting for. A few weeks ago, we wanted to change the anthem, so we changed the anthem. Now we want to change the date. If we change the date, they want to change the flag. If we change the flag, uh, you know, they'll want to change the monarchy. They'll want to change the government. See, Matt Canavan gets it. We want to make Australia less racist, less backwards and more inclusive by first changing the anthem and then going further by changing the date, changing the flag, closing the gap on Indigenous education and health, adding constitutional recognition, ending Indigenous deaths in custody and, hey, maybe even eventually one day becoming a republic. Because, hey, I'm not British... I can't even visit the UK at the moment, and I don't know who this Queen person is who's on all my money. And then if we do all that, we might have a country we can all be proud of, and we can all come together and party and have a barbecue. Even if Australia remains... Good by sea. What the hell is that, mate? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
Okay, welcome back to News Fighters. Joining me now is the creator and host of Rational Fear, which is about to podcast about to celebrate its 100th episode and one of the biggest supporters and incubators of Australian comedy talent. It's Dan Illick. Hi, Dan. How are you going? Oh, hello. Yes, I am a big supporter of an incubator of comedy talent. Right now, I'm sitting on three unknown comics and they are <laughs> about to hatch. You won't know their names yet, but in, in 10 years' time, you'll be like, oh, they were, they were sitting underneath Dan Illich ready to hatch during the News Fighters podcast. <laughs> Look, you joke, you joke, but I have to say, Rational Fear is one of the biggest supporters and incubators of comedy talent in the country. It started, I think I remember, the very first one, we're at a chaser rap party and you came up to me at the end of the night we're like, I'm starting a radio show, come come over tomorrow, we'll write something. And then, and then the first one was just you and I and then the next month Mark Humphreys came along and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And then it grew bigger and bigger. You've had everyone who's famous in that writer's room. Every, you've had uh, you know Humphreys, Nina Ayama, Hannah Mae Riley, uh, the list goes on and on. Who, who else has come through there? Generally how it works is people call me up for a coffee and they say, hey, I want to do some uh, I want to do some satirical comedy writing. Uh, do you know any TV shows that are going? I'm like, no, there aren't any. You can't get a job. I can't get a job. If I can't get a job, you can't get a job. But if you come and work, run a write something for a rational fear, then that might be good for you. And it turns out the most successful people who've, who've been as part of a rational fear aren't me who started it. Uh, it's everybody else who I've given a bloody leg up to. Uh, yeah, need Nina Oyama had one of her her standout gigs there. Mark Humphrey is one of his first big gigs. Yep. Scott Abbott, TV comedy writer, at, you know, someone that's been on the checkout and a whole bunch of Chaser stuff. Jazz Twemlo, Jazz, who yep. is on, on his Amazon. He's actually making an Amazon show right now. Oh my god! Alice Fraser. Now Alice oh, Fraser yes. wasn't really Alice Fraser really wasn't into the satire stuff. She was doing like whimsical banjo gear, and then she I made her do satirical comedy stuff at Irrational Fear, and then she. Pitched, she she somehow got into Andy Zaltzman's The Bugle because of it. And now she's got a full-time job making satirical comedy podcasts. She got, she got my dream job, a daily news comedy <laughs> podcast. Damn her. And I want to, you know, it, let's not forget, um, you know, somebody, people who are very, who are, you know, extremely online will know, James Colley. Oh, huge. Uh, yes. Ha- he's massive on Twitter and he's also the head writer of The Weekly. And Gruen. He got the head Gruen writer, pretty much as well. A- and yep. Gruen, yeah, head writer Gruen and The Weekly. He sent me an email one day saying, hey, can I be your intern? And I said, sure. And so we started writing Irrational Fear in my kitchen and I went and asked James Colley to go get everyone coffees. Because <laughs> I thought that would be funny because he, he was the intern. But it turns out he was smarter and funnier than all of us in that room at that time. Well, I would not have started News Fighters if I uh, had not... Uh, been looking back on photos of the Irrational Fear writers' room, seeing how famous everyone else got, <laughs> and saying, "Well, if they can make comedy, then surely I can." <laughs> I know, I, not not that I resent everybody else making it out of Irrational Fear, but fuck, my time must be soon. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, lo- loads of folks have come through. And, you know, we've got our 100th episode coming up and I've still got try to find new people who haven't really been on stage or had much experience but are really good. So we've got this uh, person called Gabby Bolt. She is hysterical on TikTok and Twitter and she makes Ozpol musicals. So- Amazing. <laughs> and we're back. Co- the, COVID, the COVID cluster is, is, is crushed, so we're going to yes. be on stage. 
That's right. I'm really excited, Dylan. I'm really excited that Irrational Fear might be a super spreader event. That's what I'm most excited about. I hey, can't. Hey, the Giant Dwarf Theatre isn't that big, from what I've heard. <laughs> That's right. The new Giant Dwarf is 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 not so giant. And then tell us a bit about how the show's uh, shifted since. COVID, I mean, when it started, I don't think podcasting was even a, a word. It was a FBI live radio show, <laughs> stage show, and now and then and it's become a, a, a podcast and you do it over Zoom now. Yeah, that's right. So it started off in twenty twelve. I was so frustrated that I really wanted to do like a daily show in Australia or I wanted to do uh, a good news week. So I called FBI, talked to my friends there and said, Can we do a live um, radio stream from the FBI social, which was a room in the King's Cross Hotel. That's right. F- we, the FBI had their own nightclub room, essentially, uh, in a pub. Had their own yep. night, a nightclub room in a pub, and it was really cool, and um, it didn't cost me anything to put on, and I, it was cash at the door for tickets, and then I could just easily distribute that cash to people <laughs> who were on stage. Um, hey, hey that, the 20 was, bucks I got was the first money I ever made comedy writing. I felt over the, <laughs> over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Well, I mean, that's a whole idea. It was yeah. like we're going to put on a show, and we're not going to do it like a stand-up show where it's like an open mic night. It's it's going to be fun, collegial. It's going to have a vibe. It's going to have a point of view. It's going to be angry and fast and assertive. The name of Rational Fear came from the idea of kind of making fun of media and how the media makes fun or well, the media makes us scared. And I kind of was thinking, well, you know, there's only one thing we should really be scared of, and that's climate change. And that's the one thing the media never ever talks about. <laughs> so I thought. Let's call it a rational fear because fear is irrational and this is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, this week we've been talking about uh, Australia Day and I understand on a rational fear, uh, the latest episode, you've been talking about Murdoch's uh, Australia Day Foundation Award. Very prestigious yeah. organisation, the Australia Day Foundation, I've discovered. Tell, a- tell me about it. I read something about it today on Twitter, but you know a little bit about it, right? Uh, there's a there's a very big, long uh, Twitter um, thing that uh, Malcolm Turnbull, of all people, retweeted that basically explains how it's funded by... Um, uh, fossil fuel companies and <laughs> and they just give awards to themselves and to the biggest supporter of fossil fuels, Rupert Murdoch. Um, yeah, yeah, we um we we've been talking a little bit about that as well in Australia Day. You know, I've actually I don't know. Did you hear Rupert Murdoch's acceptance speech? Uh, I've I've got it right here. Oh, right here. oh, let let's have a listen. Good evening, paying subscriber. Rupert Murdoch here, saying thanks for my Lifetime Achievement Award. It fills me with enthusiasm for my final days of planetary destruction until I die. Well, let me tell you, I'm far from done. I've ruined democracies in the UK, the USA and Australia, but there's still pansy little democratic countries around the world that have yet to be torn apart by my lieutenants. Defenceless little New Zealand, I'm looking at you. Uh, There's a real movement to silence conservatism, which is why my thousands of publications, TV networks and radio stations are home to them. And let's not forget MySpace, the future of the internet. Once Facebook and Google are taxed into submission, you'll need an account. Uh, You can even put me in your top five friends, if you like. To young people, I say, do what I do. Try to destroy everything before you die, leaving behind a husk of a planet that looks just like my heart. Oh, and uh, buy the Daily Telegraph or the Herald Sun. Confidential this week is particularly sexy, believe me. Oh, fantastic. What a great great impression. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is the wonderful Rupert Degas. All right, give us the plug. So it's uh, February 10th uh, at Giant Dwarf. February 10th at Giant Dwarf. We've got a 100th episode live show. We've got Yumi Steins, Hamish Blake, Lewis Hobber, Chris Taylor, Alice Fraser, Gabby Bolt, and DJing is the old school original DJ from Irrational Fear. Is uh, uh, before he was Hot Dub Time Machine, he was DJ Tom Loud, and now he's like one of the most sought after DJs in the world. Yes, playing <laughs> f- festivals to fifty thousand people, playing the Grand Prix. Incredible. Again, yeah. again, all you. You, <laughs> no, you, you lifted just, uh, him up. He got the irrational fear bump. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. Um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, go to www.irrationalfear.com, pop in your email address, and I'll send you an email whenever we got a fresh one. Incredible. Dan, I can't thank you enough for being such a such a great supporter of News Fighters, such a great supporter of me, such a great supporter of comedy in Australia generally, and the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Thank you so much, Dan. Dan Illich. I always pronounce <laughs> it's, it's Illich now, not Illich. Illich. Yeah, I, I, de- I decolonized so I could get some more jobs on the ABC, <laughs> but it hasn't worked out that so way. Get some of that yeah, SBS yeah. money. The rest of my family say Illich, so I should too, and it absolutely makes sense. So, Dan Illich. Well, at, at least you know how days. to pronounce your last name. My family still doesn't know how to pronounce mine it's different it's different every time can i say i still laugh out loud when you have that voiceover guy go with dylan behan and then you go hi it's news fighters my name's dylan bang and it's like oh that's great he just undercuts his own voiceover um all right thanks again i'll see you at irrational fear 100th episode of giant dwarf super excited see you then dan good to be with you Okay, that's News Fighters for today, February the 2nd, 2020. Big thank you to Dan Lick for stopping by from Irrational Fear. News Fighters is written, presented, and produced by me, Dylan Bain, for Sans Pants Radio. As always, News Fighters is produced on the land of the Ayora Nation. Never ceded. It's time for a treaty. To support the show and hear extended ad-free episodes, as well as our first ever monthly bonus episode, which features over an hour of outtakes and behind-the-scenes banter, this month co-hosted by our arts and sports correspondent, Stefan Pazur, then subscribe to Sandspants Plus at sandspantsradio.com slash plus. You'll also hear the extended interview with Dan Illick. Don't forget, uh, follow us on Facebook Twitter and subscribe on YouTube. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And, uh, you know, tune in next week. Wash your hands, wear a mask, keep fighting, and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.